Tablakimara, we are up to Daf Lamid Ahmed Aleph. We are discussing a Luluf that is borrowed or stolen. And we said that a borrowed Luluf is only is only disqualified on the first day of Sukkot. We had an argument in, amongst the, um, the Rishonim whether the second day of Yom Tif has the same status as the first day. And so therefore, we say that um, a lulav is part, but the rest of Yom Tov, you can borrow a lulav. When the Torah says the Kach has to be yours, it's only referring to the first day. But when it comes to a stolen lulav, apart from the first day, the rest of Yom Tov as well, you cannot steal a lulav. And why not? Because we have a principle called mitzvah haba You cannot do a mitzvah via doing an avera. And we gave an example that Hashem says, I hate kabbalas that are stolen. And, you know, even though ultimately everything belongs to me anyway, nevertheless, I want people to learn how to behave. So you cannot use a stolen one. So in fact, why do we need to bring a Pasuk that you cannot use a stolen Lulav on the first day when it's a Mitzvah Baveda? So either we can say, because like Taisa says in Daftes, the Mitzvah Baveda is only an Isa de Rabbanon, and therefore on the first day we say it's Asa Mahatera, or it is because the, the what do you call it? that uh, the main reason is lachem is for borrowing. You're right, for stolen, you can be mitzvah veda either the first day or the other days. Then um, we also learned the mission, you cannot use a lula from Avodah Zodah, from Avodah from Avodah Zodah, and the more later I'm going to say, because Avodah Zodah have to be destroyed. And that anything which has to be destroyed is as if already it's lacking the, the desired quantity that's necessary. And the question is, why do we have to give that reason? Why would we just say it's a mitzvah ha-ba-ba-vera? So Tesek gives a very important rule. When we do we say mitzvah ba if the only way you could have performed the mitzvah is through the avera? Stolen lulut. If you wouldn't have stolen it, you wouldn't be able to perform the mitzvah lulut. And the same thing is with stolen matzah and, and the stolen sukkah and so on. But when it comes to a lulut shalashet, a lulut that grows on a tree that is being worshipped or planted for worship, and if it wouldn't have been for worship, I wouldn't be able to fulfill the mitzvah. The fact that it's Asherah, the fact that it's a has no bearing on the Lulav part of it, or the Mitzvah. Therefore, that's not considered a Mitzvah Habo Ba'avera. Then Tesis asks a very interesting question. Tesis asks, and the very same Tesis, how come when it comes to Matzah, from Metevel, uh, Tevel means you didn't give you Truma yet, you didn't give you Maisa yet, so that mixture of, uh, of wheat, you're not allowed to use. In fact, you chayiv misa for it. And if you make matzah out of that without giving truma, the din is you have not fulfilled the mitzvah matzah. And we had Ingmar Pesachim, why haven't you fulfilled the mitzvah matzah? So we say in Ingmar Pesachim, the reason why you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah matzah is because only those things that can turn into chametz and the sole avera will be chametz, then if you turn it into matzah, it's kosher. But if it could not have been turned into chametz alone, because there's another avera here, coupled with avera of tevel, then you cannot satisfy the mitzvah matzah. As Tesis, why do we need that passage? Just say it's a mitzvah ba'avera, and he remains with a question. So, well, if you follow Tesis of test that mitzvah ba'avera is that's why we need that passage to tell you that matzah of tebel is also from the Torah. But if you follow the Tesis of Lamed, and the whole Tesis is hard to understand. You just gave us a principle that mitzvah ba'avera is only if through the aveda you did the mitzvah. In the case of tebel, whether you gave trim or didn't give trim, has no bearing on the matzah. So based on Tesis principle, there is no mitzvah of Aveda by Tevel, because Aveda of it didn't support the mitzvah. What's Tesis ask? And he raises the question. Very difficult Tesis. But as a result of that, it seems we have to modify the principle of Tesis. There's two kinds of mitzvah of Aveda. 
There's a mitzvah of Avera with Avera mitzvah being done. Well, you're being able to travel when you're eating it, correct? And that's when you're eating the matzah. So it's happening at the same time. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. So the taste principle then has to be broken down into two parts. There's a difference if you're doing the Avera bishas maisa or the Avera was done previously. If the Avera is being done while you're doing the mitzvah, like very good Moshe, you just said, you're eating the tevel and you're eating the matzah at the same time, that's a mitzvah of Avera because the mitzvah of Avera are happening in tandem. When you stole something, you stole it yesterday. So the Aveda already happened. And now you're performing the mitzvah. And we still tie that to the Aveda. Mitzvah Aveda, as the Tasha says, the only time we connect that to an Aveda is if without that Aveda, you couldn't have uh, performed the mitzvah. Okay, so let's continue the Gemara. We're in the middle of the Klamet Amel Aleph. The Gemara says over here, Itmo Nami. We also learned to support Rabbi Yechon, who says that the rest of Yom Tov, you're not allowed to use a stolen lulu because the mitzvah of Avera. Itman Ami, we learned right in the middle of the page, Amar Rav Ami, Rav Ami said, Yavesh Pasal, dry lulu with Pasal. The Pneisha ain't hodder, it's not hodder, it's not pretty. And we had yesterday the argument in Rashi, traces what that means. And Gozl Pasal, stolen as Pasal, Meshim Hale Mitzvah Habar Baveda. It's a Mitzvah Habar Baveda. And we learned it from a posting in Tanakh where it says, and just like limping cannot be fixed up, so too stolen cannot be fixed up as a carbon, and therefore it's irreparable. And um, and what the thing is that you're not yaitzi with that stolen lulav. Says the Gemara, this argues with Rabbi Yitzchak. This argues with Rabbi Yitzchak. The son of said, Omar Shmuel, in the name of Shmuel, it's only Rabbi said, name of Shmuel. You know when you cannot use a stolen lulav? Only the first day of Yom Tov. But the rest of Yom Tov. You can use a stolen lulav, the rest of Yom Tov. How do we understand Shmuel? There are two ways of understanding Shmuel. Either Shmuel doesn't believe at all the principle of Mitzvah Baba Veda at all. Or we say, of course he believes in Mitzvah Baba Veda. But... When does he say mitzvah ba Aveda? Only when the mitzvah is mitzvah the Torah. If he did it through Aveda, it's disqualified. But if the entire mitzvah is only with the Rabbanon, and you did it through an Aveda, it's not disqualified. The rest of Sukkah's lulav is only with the Rabbanon, therefore it doesn't matter mitzvah ba Aveda. And that's how Tosis learns. Now why should, so Rabbi Yechanan seems to say, even a mitzvah the Rabbanon, we say mitzvah ba Aveda. And Shmuel says, a mitzvah Rabbanon, there isn't. What are they arguing in? So they're arguing in whether the concept, the principle of Aveda is, is, is from the Torah, from the Rabbanon. If you learn the mitzvah Baba Veda from the Torah, like Tracer's here in the Flamidon learns, if mitzvah Baba Veda is Mehatayra, so then it makes no difference whether the Veda is Mehatayra, uh, or whether the mitzvah is Mehatayra, Mishra Because if the Torah asks it, the Rabbana come along and say, well, Mishra is the same thing. Call the Tikkun Rabbana, Kain the Naisa But if you learn that the entire concept, like Tracer of Tesla, the mitzvah Baba Veda is only a mitzvah, is only Mishra Rabbana a problem. So if the mitzvah Chachil is it's like a double Rabbana, we're not going to make it us. So in fact, we can say that the two tastes are not arguing. The taste is there previously, he was talking according to Shmuel, because the Gemara there is talking about Rav and Shmuel, about stolen, um, you know, talking compared to Tzitzis and all that. So the Gemara over here, um, and they say here, because we're saying is so the taste is not arguing, they're just talking a different Amorai. The Rambam, by the way, Paskas that are stolen lulav is kosher, the rest of Yamtif. So the Maga Mishnah wants to learn that Rambam does not believe in the whole principle of Mitzvah Baba and by carbon, the same in Hamutu, Bepicha, it's not because Mitzvah Baba Veira, that's because it's a special thing by carbon. 
Let's continue the Gemara. So we'll ask a question on Shmuel. So Shmuel comes along and says, stolen goods are all right. Most of says, It says in our Mishnah that a stolen Lulav or dry Lulav, our Mishnah doesn't even mention a borrowed Lulav. It only talks about a stolen Lulav. Sounds like Hushal, but a borrowed Lulav is kosher. So it sounds like the Mishnah is talking about a certain time and period when stolen is puzzle and borrowed is kosher. But according to Shmuel, there's never such a time of Sukkot. The first day of Sukkot, everything is Asr. The rest of Sukkot, everything is Mutter. According to Rabbi Eichanan, he's talking about the rest of Sukkot. The Mishnah is telling you the rest of Sukkot is stolen, is puzzle, and um, stolen is puzzle. But Shaul is good. That's why the Mishnah is only talking about stolen. But... Um, and Yavash is also possible the rest, because it's lacking in Hodor, and anything lacking in Hodor in the Lulav Nesik is possible the rest of Sukkot. So I'm going to ask the question. Amos, so when are we talking about that we have a difference of areas between stolen and borrowed? It has to be yours. I love the days. This is not yours. Says the Gemara, oh my brother, Elam the Yamta Vishen. We're talking about the first day Yamta. I, the first day Yamta, why does the Mishnah mer- mention borrowing? So the Gemara is going to say that in a, from a certain vantage point, borrowing is worse, is a bigger chsaran, a bigger problem than stolen goods, as far as Lul was concerned. And why is that? Because when you borrow something, it's definitely not yours, it's somebody else's. In terms of the Kachn Lechem, it has to be yours. But when you stole something, Right, the guy can be miyayish. Now, if it's so, what's a chiddush? We're talking this. The first, and if you hold yish alone as kind of, you remember about the the whole argument that yish works on its own, or you need yish coupled with something else, like you changed, you altered it, changed his name, you did something else with it, or you changed the the rishus where it's sitting in. So the mishnah is telling you we're talking about a case where we did not hear you say I am miyayish. But we would have assumed that if, if it's Gaza, Gaza means right in front of you, then definitely you would have been And therefore, maybe I am kind of, because he is your kind of. We're not introducing you that the Mitzvah Vader. So therefore, I would have thought, but you don't have to tell me that borrowed goods is no good, that even the case where it's stolen, what's the case? We don't have mentioned borrowed of the Labadei, we don't need a mission to tell you that. Tell you this, look, it has to be yours. Obviously, it's not yours. You're not Yetzir. I will Gaza, when it comes to stolen goods, Ama, I would have thought, Stam Gzela Yish Bailmos. As soon as you stole it in front of him, he would have abandoned hope of ever recovering it. And you could that's what Gzela is, stole right in front of you. And who could they date on me? Therefore, Yish is kind of, and it becomes yours. Kamash Malan, it comes to tell you that as long as we didn't hear him clearly say that it's Mayayish, we cannot assume that it's Mayayish. Um, because the guy can always think, I can recover it tomorrow. Kamash Malan, tell you, that's not me, that's not considered Yish. And the Mishnah, I must say, is not talking about the aspect of Mitzvah Bavay, we're talking more about the aspect of whether it's yours or not. Even if it's stolen, if you didn't hear Miyayish, then the Chsaran is not, forget about Mitzvah the Chsaran is that it's not even yours. So the Mishnah continues, Oma Lord Abuna once said, Abuna once said to these peddlers, Kizab Nitu Osa, when you go out there, you buy your Hodos, Ma'akum from Magoi, you go to their farms to buy it. Don't be the one to cut them down. Like Tikzu Atoin, you should not be the one cutting them down. Ella Legzoyza Inu, have them, the Goyim, the owners of the land, cut it down, and the Yavlachu, and they'll pass it on to you. My time, what's the difference? Who cuts it down? Stam, Oiv de Kachavim, because Stam Goyim Gazlone Arasunil. Stam Goyim probably threw out the owners and took over the land. And what's the issue? Land, even if the owners is Mayayish, Karka cannot be stolen. 
land cannot be stolen. There's a big machlek that will have an end of a kam if land can be stolen or not, or only portable goods, because land, you know, whatever the owner is, it's his. But um, so this, here we hold a halach is like land cannot be stolen. And once land cannot be stolen, you cannot be miyayish, because the din is, if you're miyayish on something that I don't know where it is, it turns out to be it's in my house, then the yish is not chalk, because my house automatically is kind of right back for me. So therefore, the land, it belongs to the original owner, and it might be a yid. And it might be yid, there if, if you're going to cut it off, you're stealing, you're a ganif. It becomes a little Let the other guy cut it off. And what is the benefit of that? Because then it'll be, he's the ganif, and it will be used by him. The owner definitely gave up hope. And shinirishus. And when it comes to you, this changed the, um, the, the domain where it is. And yish coupled with shinirishus, and in that order, first it has to be Yish, then Shinoshus. Because if I'm the, if, if there was no Yish and by me, then I'm the Ganif now, because uh, it still belongs to the original owner, and then it doesn't help anymore the fact that it's Shinoshus. And the Yish later won't help. It has to be Yish first, the Shinoshus. It needs Yish first, uh, um, and then the Shinoshus. So that by the time it came to me, it came to me in a Mutadika way. The whole sauce on it, whether it's the Shinoshus itself or some kind of a Kenyan, or Shinoshus allows that the Yish should be Chal. Um, Therefore, let them cut it down. Let them cut it down. So the year shall be by them. And then by you came to the change of ownership. And therefore, you can use the hadas. Says the Gemara, if that's what we're worried about, then what's wrong with the Vantri themselves? Cut it down. Okay, so they were they were the Ganovim. The years took place by them. But remember, the peddlers, they're selling, aren't selling it. But the people who are buying it from them. They bought it after the years. And she rushes. So what's the problem? So he got a save, save. He goes as the shame really ask, what about why do we think that a karka was stolen from a year? The karka might have been stolen from a guy. And uh, and therefore, what's the problem? Most people will go in. The Morgan of Rum brings there from I think the Rum. He brings there that even if the Gezel Akum is permitted, but it's still not considered Lachem. That in itself, all the tried to explain. What does it mean? It's, it's, you're allowed to steal, let's say, from a girl, you're going to Shitzah Zanashi Sanhedrin, or at least Ma'atoida, you're allowed to. And yet we say, but it's not yours. How do you explain that then? Anyway, Why do we even assume here that the land was stolen? Wouldn't normally those, someone who has land, those, it's theirs. Yeah. Those days. In those days, we didn't have a rule of law. Then, you know, they just came in. It was, it was, everything was done by force. And, you know, whoever was stronger just took whatever they wanted. They all did whatever their heart desired, unfortunately. Said you want to save, save. Ultimately, Kigozu Avankri. So you want to ask a question. Let Avankri cut it down themselves. Let the Yish buy them, you die by them. And then they pass it on to whoever buys it for them. It'll be Shinoshus. So why? So you know, we're talking about that. The Bidabhuna was, was warning the Avankri not regarding those items that they're, they're, they're cutting or buying in order to sell. Then you're right, they're going to cut it themselves. So, if you guys want to use the dasi for yourselves, make sure the guys want to cut it down. We're talking about that the, the, the shyness, we call, by the way, hashina is is the, the lulav and the hadas and the rubber together. That's all called hashina because they used to put that by the, it's either by the mezbech, and we call, we call that, that entire thing, we call that hashina. And it's relevant to the Gemara later on as well. <clears throat> Okay, so the the, the lulav together the hadash and the hashayin. So we're calling it a hadash and we're calling it hashayin because he's to hold it during the hashayin. Says the Gemara. 
let the Avankri cut it down themselves and their coin it Bishini Maisa. Yeah, so is whether you need years together with Shini Maisa or Shini Maisa itself. The fact is that there's a Shini Maisa. What's the Shini Maisa? Because when the people take the Hadas, or even themselves, they take the Hadas, they they bind it with the with our rubber and the little. So it's totally different than what it was. It's no longer on its own solo. It's together with others. So that's a Shini Maisa. Says the Gemara. Um, we had before a whole argument whether you have to bind them together or not. We hold that you don't have to bind them together. So even if you do bind them together, it's not a shini maisa because it doesn't really have to happen. If you hold it to mitzvah to bind it, then mitzvah says suddenly it's no longer just a hadas. It's part of a of a of a, of a group of shina. But now that you're telling me that if you hold lulav einetzarecheg, it's only a chumra, it's only a, a mitzvah hidden, but you don't have to do it, then just because it's leaning against a lulav doesn't change the maisa. If you hold, if you want, I can give another thing. This is not a real shini ma'isa. All you have to do is untie the knot, and everything falls back. It was right back to where it really was. Even you hold that, you need to bind it. It's a shini that can reverts back to its original state. And the rule is, change. Then you want to find. There's another way of being kind of things by shini Hashem, changing the name. The fascinating Gemara in Peg Maruba, where there's a whole discussion if Shini Hashem works or not. And the Gemara says that Rabbi Yosef says, for 22 years I was working out whether Shini Hashem. In other words, if you change the name of the item, can we say, the Pasuk says, Vaheshev is like Zayla Shagazel. If you return the Zayla, that you stole. So it has to be Kain Shagazel in the same way that it was stolen. But if you change the, the, the Maisa, or if you change the name, it's no longer the same item that it stole, has a new name. And therefore, I no longer have to give back the thing itself. I can, I just pay it back the money. So Rabbi Yezus said for 22 years, he was pondering this concept, yes or no, is changing name just a superficial thing, the item itself hasn't changed. Or we say, no, the item itself has changed. And he said, after finally, I realized Shini Hashem is Kishini, the words were Shini Hashem, Kishini Maizadami. That is considered Shini and Sakini. Now you have to wonder, what took him 22 years to figure it out? What happened at the end of 22 years? Why suddenly he had a, uh, an insight or an inspiration? So the chat perhaps is as follows. We know that Rabbi and Rabbi Yitzhak were two contenders for the position of Rosh Hashiva. And Rabbi then was only 18 years old, Rabbi Yitzhak was much older, and Rabbi Yitzhak was selected, but he decided to walk away and let the younger man, Rabbi, become the new successor, the new Rosh Hashiva. He had to wait 22 years. Rabbi passed away very young at 40 years old because he was a scion of the family of Ailey, and there was a curse on the family of Ailey that they pass away. Rabbi is also a descendant of Ailey, but because he gave Zdaka, he lived for 60 years. And Rabbi was not in business, whatever it is, so he lived 40 years. So um, Rabbi Yasef then was instated to become the Rosh he, he then became a successor, he became the Rosh He waited 22 years. So Rabbi Yasef said to himself, I'm the same Yasef as yesterday, but today because they gave me a new title called Rosh Hashiva, the cover that people give me, it's a whole different world. Suddenly I felt by myself that Shini Hashem is Kishini Maisa. I felt myself, I went through a Shini shame, and I could see the difference. So the Gemara is asking now, since we concluded that Shini Hashem is considered a Kenyan, the fact that before it was called a Hadas, Stam, a Myrtle, now it's called a Hashina, has a whole new name, a new identity, that itself should be a Kenyan, who cares, Levanke cut it themselves, and they want to use it for themselves. But now it's called a Hashina. So he answered me, What do you think people do with Hadassim? They knew that they planted it, it's mainly going to be used for Lulav and Esrik, and therefore it's as if it was always had the name of Hashayna. 
I guess there weren't too many Sfarim around because Sfarim always passed around the Hadassim and Shabbos and Shul to make Merim Sumim or generally to make Brachas. So here, I guess, primarily it was used for Hadassim. Tais already asked a question before when we talked about Shini Maisa and what was the Shini Maisa that you bound it together with a Gulu. What about the fact that you cut the tree down? You cut the, the thing off the tree. That's a Shini Maisa. So Tais wants to say that as far as the, the Hadass itself is concerned, there's not much of a difference when it's hanging on the tree or whether it's detached. The only difference is, you know, it's longevity. But other than that, the thing itself is not a Shini Maisa. Shini Maisa is when you change the, the, the identity of this thing in, in, in its use. By putting it in the lulav, that's a shiny mice. So you might continue. Tell them what we learned. We'll live one more piece. We might have to learn this again with Sayyid Shabbos. We're not sure. But tell them what we learned. Sukkah gzula, soul and sukkah, and Bahamas If you steal a sukkah, and you remember we had a whole discussion, as we'll talk about now. What do you mean you steal a sukkah? How do you steal a sukkah? And Hamasachi Bishrabim, you take a section Shusrabim, you place chach in the middle of the street. Rabbeleza, Paisalaza apostle. Both of them are apostle. And the Cham Machshidim, both of them are kosher. Omar of Nachman Machlik is when is the argument went by a stolen sukkah? I walk into your house, I walk into your sukkah, and I throw you and your family out of the sukkah, and I move in with my family into your sukkah. So, the, and that's the argument. But Abelazid, now remember, you cannot steal land. If you cannot steal land, then when I walk into your sukkah, I'm really only borrowing your sukkah. And Abelazid holds you cannot borrow a sukkah, right? You remember Abelazid holds that a sukkah has to be yours. And remember, the guy has, he has two wives. If, can he move around from one sukkah to the next? He says, no, if your sukkah, the one that you're using, that's it. It has to be one sukkah. friend. So, if you hold karka nigzelas, if you hold that karka, can't be stolen. Sukkah zuli is a stolen sukkah. It says the pasuk sukkah tasselcha. Everyone holds the cha and not a stolen one, and that everyone agrees. We not make karka nigzelas. You want to tell me karka cannot be stolen? Then which Rabban hold? He says, "Oh, sukkah zuli. If it's not stolen, what is it? I'm borrowing it from you. And if I'm borrowing it from you, Rabbanu holds you cannot use a borrowed sukkah." But Rabban let Tamai says their view. Damar Adam Yaitzi lechavase b'sukkah. They say that a person is Yaitzi with a friend sukkah. They hold a borrowed sukkah is kosher because he had ruin koyis or leisha b'sukkah achas kol ezrach that everybody can sit in the same sukkah and it's not possible that everyone have ownership in it because there's not enough not enough value in it. So it must be the one owner and everybody's borrowing it from him. And karka ain't zealous. So I tossed you out of the sukkah. I didn't steal your sukkah. I just I just borrowed it, and therefore I'm Yaitzi. The sukkah surely it's a borrowed sukkah. If I stole wood from you and I built myself a sukkah, everyone will agree that it's all right. How can we ever, if I cared, you think everyone agree that it's not all right. All right, not in the sense, of course, you should do it. But all right, that if you did it, the sukkah itself belongs to the person, the ganif, and he only owes money. And why is that? It's a special takonah hachamim. Sometimes we make a takonah to allow people to do tshuva. If you make it too difficult, they won't do tshuva. Why is the government so lenient when people are misbehaving and, and breaching all these rules? Of, um, of the COVID is because they're going to be too strict and too onerous. Nobody's going to come forward to admit that they did something wrong and then we'll never find out where they went and they'll never know where the hot spots are. So sometimes, as, despite our better judgment, we have to be uh, lenient so that we can allow people to step up and to uh, do tshuva and to confess. So Gazal ate him with He went through the bother of, of, of building his own sukkah with stolen wood. Divri Hakel ain't loy eludme ate him. All he owes is the money for the wood. And 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 that's it. How do we know that that's pshat? Mimai, how do we know that that's pshat? Gemara says, "Bidikoni." Uh, I know that, that that's what Abel Chama arguing whether you know stolen sukkah is the first case is all right or not. 
the Maimitani says, we're comparing a stolen sukkah to, in fact, before we go further, so what do you just tell me? You throw the family out of the sukkah, it's not a stolen sukkah, it's a borrowed sukkah. You stole the wooden booze of a sukkah, it's not a, it's not a stolen sukkah, because it comes out all right. So what, what case is a stolen sukkah? So the only instance of a stolen sukkah is where you steal the entire sukkah, for example, it's on a wagon or it's on a boat. So you pick up the sukkah, or let's say it's on a trailer, you just steal the trailer. So you stole the sukkah, and I believe it says that it's a, that a stolen sukkah is over. So, so when do we have a stolen sukkah? So, and anyway, how do we go back there? How do we know that they're arguing about this case? over here, that they're arguing on the case, the specific case of a stolen sukkah is where I threw the family out. And the argument is, the crux of the argument is, can you steal uh, land or not? Because how do we know we're talking about that? Maybe we're talking about the case where you picked up the sukkah itself on the wagon and you stole the sukkah. We are equating a stolen sukkah to putting up a sukkah in a public space that doesn't belong to you. Just like the property is not yours, just like it doesn't belong to you, you don't have any ownership. So too, we're talking about a sukkah, but it's not mine. That's not mine. Why? Because you cannot steal a sukkah. And that's the machlekes, whether it is good or not. So what exactly is the machlekes regarding Rishul Sarabim, whether it's kosher or not? We'll talk about it in